doing this prayer and fasting, guess what? Victories are going to happen. Miracles are going to happen. Breakthrough is going to come. Chains are going to break. Amen. Something supernatural is going to happen, and you're going to feel more overcoming than you are right now. Amen. Amen. We're singing that, and it'll have more meaning every time we sing it. So let's look at Matthew 17. As you get your Bibles open to that this, tonight, don't forget that the, as we start this month, our bulletins are on the way. And uh, one of the big things that's going on, obviously, is on that bulletin. And uh, you don't know about it yet, which is, well, you kind of do because I'm talking about it, which is the prayer and fasting for a week. On the calendar uh, for this month, from tomorrow the 4th through the 10th, which I can't remember if that's Saturday or Sunday. Anybody know? Today's the 3rd, right? Okay, through Saturday. So tomorrow through Saturday, the 4th through the 10th, we're going to be in a church fast. Amen? An all-church fast. Now, everybody can be involved in the way that they want to be involved in. Thank you, sweetheart. You can be involved in the way you want to be involved in. You can do as much as you want or as little, but I would hope that everybody would get involved. So it would be a group effort. And uh, I know that we all have things that we need to see breakthrough in. And uh, more, if you don't have anything specific, we, ha- we need to get people saved. Amen. I'm sure we all have specific things, but that is one reason alone to do a fast and to do praying. So don't forget that we've got a lot going on. And uh, what we're going to do, this is also on the calendar, and I couldn't give you as much heads up uh, because I just knew it was on the calendar, but knew the bulletin wasn't out yet. So I haven't given you a two or three weeks head, heads up like last time. So I'll understand if we don't have the attendance we did last time, but I want to do another all-church outreach this Saturday. Amen? Amen? This Saturday. And I want to do it because I want to see the fruit of our prayers and fasting uh, enhance that outreach. Amen? And so uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything, but we'll be here again at 10 to 12, and we'll, we'll go out with all, we've got a lot of those cards left, and we'll hit some different neighborhoods. Last time we had 60 people show up to that outreach. How many know we can do that again? Amen? How many want to be a part of that? <clears throat> so please uh, plan for that. I've just told you those dates. This Saturday, the 10th, 10 to 12. Uh, obviously, if you have something already on your calendar, then that... Uh, that uh, is something that cannot be changed, but sleeping is not something that's already on your calendar. Amen. So wipe that one off. So this week, prayer and fasting. Saturday, um, we'll be doing the um, outreach and then finishing the fast that same day. And then also this Thursday night, I'm going to do, several people have uh, responded to me, and whoever wants to come can come. I'm going to do a dual thing this Thursday night. I'm going to do... Uh, a, a time of prayer, okay, for this prayer and fasting as a group. And B, I'm going to do an, a, a little bit of a Bible study on the end times. Okay, so this Thursday night at 7 o'clock, if you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, don't feel bad. But I'm opening up the door to come up and pray. They have, women have intercessory prayer that night anyway, so they'll already be here. So we'll have some time of praying as a group, as a, fa- as a church, and then we'll have a, a, some time of open forum even where you guys can ask questions, and it won't, be, it won't be super structured so we can feel comfortable and say, hey, this is something I'm not sure about. This is something I have a question about. What, what does the Bible say about this? And we'll try to answer those questions. Does that sound good? Amen. Amen. So whoever, we get one person or 50, I'll be happy. It's, I'm going to open up that door that night, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Actually, you know what? I just forgot that that's... The day my daughter's graduating, isn't it? 
But we're not doing anything that night. So we're good. Okay. Almost scared me. Right. You have class. Amen. All right. So we're good. We're taking her to lunch. I forgot. My daughter, by the way, is graduating from Ogle on Thursday. And so is Susan. Amen. So they're going to have their license to cut. They can cut you with a license. Amen. Matthew chapter 17. I want to talk. I talked Wednesday about the power of forgiveness. It's a weapon. It's a powerful weapon to be able to forgive. And uh, tonight I want to talk about another powerful weapon, which is fasting. And, you know, I know that when I say tonight, hey, we're going to, you know, even this morning, hey, we're going to talk about prayer and fasting tonight. People don't get quite as excited as if I'd have said, hey, we're going to have a potluck tonight. I know that's not that exciting. But here's what's interesting about praying and fasting. It's powerful. It works. It works, church. Prayer and fasting works. Let me say that one more time. Prayer and fasting works. And I, if you've never done it before, I challenge you to listen to a few verses. And I challenge you to, to set it in your heart right now that this week you're going to participate. I'm going to explain to you how. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. And I want you to just set in your heart that this week I'm going I'm to trust God's word to be true. And you will see without a doubt. Listen, the only prerequisite okay, to doing this successfully is having a good heart. Period. There's no right or wrong way to fast when you do it from your heart. So I want to put that right out that your attitude has to do with it. If you're, you know, you're going, oh man, I got it. Don't even waste your time. Just don't do it. Amen. Because it's not going to work out. If you just do it with the right attitude and say, God, I like to eat, but I'm going to put this aside. I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I'm going to fast. I'm going to do what the Bible says. I promise you. Say, I promise. Say, I received that promise. I promise you, you can take it to the bank and cast a check that you will see fruit from this prayer and fasting. I promise you. So Matthew 17, let's read a little bit here about fasting. And I want to, I want to start off with this because this is so important. Because sometimes, maybe tonight in your finances, maybe tonight in your marriage, maybe tonight in your walk with the Lord, maybe tonight in your relationships, whatever, I could throw out a 5,000 ideas and examples Maybe something is not getting breakthrough. Some area of your life, maybe it's a loved one. Maybe you've been praying for a loved one for a long, long time and you have not seen them get saved. I don't know what it is that you might have 10 things, but whatever it is that you have in front of you that you feel like you're not getting a breakthrough for, this is the time for a fast. Matthew 17, verse 14 says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? He says, bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Jesus, why could we not cast it out? Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. 
However, and this is, you know, I want to throw this out. This is kind of exciting because how many have ever prayed for something and kind of felt like you did have faith? Amen? But you're like, God, I do believe. So Jesus said that, and so some of those people might have been doubting, and he says that, but then he says, but, look at he adds to it. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That means that there are a lot of things you can do by just saying, I believe. There's a lot of things you can do just praying. And you can see a victory, you can see a wall fall down, you can see something come through. But if you've fought against something for a long time and not seen victory, that is what Jesus is saying here. This will not break without fasting. This will not break without seriously seeking my face and saying, I'm tired of this issue in my life. I'm going to get serious and I'm going to fast about this. And then if we pray and fast and believe, church, if it's God's will, you can guarantee it's going to come to pass. Amen? So here's the interesting thing. In Matthew 6, amen, 17, Jesus says these words, but when you fast. Now notice Jesus did not say if you fast. He says when you fast, meaning that fasting should be part of our lives. Fasting should be part of our walk. Write that down in your notes. Fasting should be part of our walk. As a believer, we should have the discipline of fasting in our lives. It shouldn't be something that we just do every once in a while, although that happens because we get lazy, because we get busy, because we do other things. But a person who fasts and says, and it's not that you do it religiously, but you understand there's something powerful about it. And you say, I'm going to be a person who has that consistency in prayer, and I'm going to fast. So obviously we know that fasting is not popular. Fasting is not something everybody does. But Jesus said that there's some things that can only be defeated through fasting. Now there's all kinds of different fasts. There's all kinds of different ways. The key tonight is that you fast with the right attitude. There, are, there, there could be a fast. Of course, the, the, the greatest fast is where you do not do anything but drink water. Or you don't even drink water. Although I would suggest to throw a little water in your system while you're fasting. But you can, if, if God tells you to fast with no water, fast with no water. But that's the absolute fast is no food. Period. No food. And no drinks other than water. That's an absolute fast. That means I'm, I'm going to take a day or I'm going to take a meal or I'm going to take two days or whatever it is that the Lord puts in your heart and I'm going to fast and I'm going to set aside that time that I would normally eat and I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going I'm to talk to God about my situation and I'm going to tell him, God, I'm fasting, I'm praying and he's going to know your attitude in your heart and he's going to know that you've purposed in your heart. See, when you fast, you're purposing something. You're saying tomorrow, instead of eating breakfast, I'm not going to eat breakfast, I'm going to fast. Now, if you're here and you've never heard a fasting message by me, let me remind you that fasting needs to be something that hurts you. If you don't eat breakfast, if you're not a breakfast person, and you say, I'm going to fast breakfast, you're not hurting yourself at all. That's not fasting. I know a lot of people don't need breakfast. So breakfast would not be the meal that you would want to fast. You would want to take the meal that's the most important to you and fast that meal. Could be lunch, could be dinner, could be breakfast. Uh, some people, when they fast, they say, okay, I'm going to fast tomorrow. 
From tonight, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm not going to eat anything until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And they do a whole day, then they eat dinner. Some people could say, okay, I, breakfast is the most important meal for me. I'm going to fast breakfast. Or, or another day they could say, I'm going to fast lunch. Or another day they could say, I'm going to eat breakfast and lunch, but I'm not going to eat dinner, which means I wouldn't eat from lunch until the following morning. What I'm trying to say is there's no right or wrong way to say it, to do it as long as you do it according to what you want in your heart and what you purpose in your heart and that you do it with the right attitude. You might be someone who says, hey, I'm going to fast the whole week. But I don't recommend it if you've never fasted before. You don't do that. You don't say, like I said, unless God say, I'm not telling you God can't tell you something, but God's probably not going to say, hey, I want you to fast for a whole week when you've never fasted a meal. You're going to be dying about the third hour. Not day, hour. Amen? You're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's only 9.30 in the morning. I got a whole week left. Probably not going to make it. So don't set yourself up to fail. Make something tangible that you can do. And what I'd like to see us do is I'd like to see us say, okay, every day I'm going to fast at least a meal. That's kind of what I would hope for and I'm asking for. But you can do whatever you want. As long as you, you do something during the week. I'm not going to say, hey, what are you doing? What's your plan? I'm not going to say, hey, how many times did you fast? I'm just giving you some stuff out. But it'd be powerful to know that all of us here, however many we are, there's power in numbers. It'd be powerful to know that every day for one meal, at least, we're fasting as a church. Not only for our individual things, but for our church needs, for growth, for souls, for, for, for revival, for healings, for miracles, and all kinds of different things like that. Amen? So let me throw out a few things, reasons why we fast. One of the reasons we, I just told you, because some things will not change without prayer and fasting. Another one is, and this is probably the biggest reason, is that humble, f- fasting humbles us. Fasting is a, t- a sign of humility to God. I'm going to read out a few verses. You don't have to go there for time, but if you're taking notes, you can write them down. Psalms 35, 13 says, As for me, when they were sick, my clothing was as sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting. And my prayer would return to my own heart. Another verse in Psalms, David said, Psalm 69, 10, When I wept and, ch- and chastened my soul or humbled myself with fasting. Isaiah 58, well actually I'm not going to read that, I'm going to go back to that in a second, we're going to end with that. Ezra 8.21, then I proclaimed a fast at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before God to seek him from the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. So we know that the Bible says God resists the proud, amen, God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. So if we're in a spirit of fasting and we're in a spirit of humility, then we're opening up the door for the grace of God to come into our lives. How many need the grace of God? Another one that we do when we fast, another purpose besides humbling ourselves, is a denying of the flesh. Denying of the flesh. I want to give you an example. I think I was telling somebody this week about this. And this is more of a guy example than a girl example. But it's an example anyways. A guy came up to to a pastor and asked him for for deliverance from lust. And he said, I'm having troubles. I I, I need prayer. I have lust problems. And so the pastor was during a revival and the pastor prayed for him on a Sunday night. And he prayed and and God really touched him. And Monday and Tuesday, he asked him, how's it going? He said, man, I feel victory. I'm good. I'm delivered. 
But Wednesday night, that guy came back up again, and he said, man, I need you to pray for me again. I need you to, I, I'm struggling again with lust. Can you pray for me again? And that pastor went to pray for him, and as he went to pray for him, God said, don't pray for him again. He's already set free. He doesn't need deliverance. He needs discipline. We don't need deliverance every day. We are delivered. That song just said, you have overcome. What we need is self-control. And fasting is a good way to discipline your body, to get your body in check. If you have a lust problem, if you have an anger problem, if you have a gossip problem, if you have an unforgiveness problem, if you have a whatever problem you have, this is a good time to say body and mind and spirit and mouth, I'm putting you in control. Amen. I'm putting you under the flesh. The blood of Jesus is against you and I'm going to get some victory over you in Jesus name. I'm putting you down. Amen. Put that body down. So discipline. Amen. What, listen, someone once said, you will only have as much authority over the devil as you have dominion over your own flesh. You will only have as much dominion over the devil, sorry, authority over the devil as you have dominion over your own flesh. How many are seeing that that's the truth? A lot of people say, oh, I can't beat the devil. That's because you can't beat your own flesh. If you'd put your flesh in subjection, the devil would have to flee because you'd be spiritually strong. Another one under that discipline thing, under denying the flesh, is kind of what we talked about this morning where we're watching and praying. Matthew 26, 41 said, watch and pray lest you enter temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. The spirit is willing. When it comes to prayer, when it comes to coming to church, when it comes to reading the Bible, when it comes to doing all kinds of things, the spirit wants, 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 and the flesh doesn't. So there's a battle between your spirit and your flesh. And if you read Galatians 5 later on in time, you're going to see that this battle is constant. It's ongoing. It's never ending between your spirit and your flesh. Remember what Paul said. He said, he said what I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't, I don't want to do, I do. There's a battle of the flesh. And so if you're in that place where that's consistently overtaking you, fasting is really good. Amen. Fasting is really good. That's why I said it'd be good to have it as a part of your life. You know, one of the things we could do as a church is say, hey, Wednesday's the day we have service. Let's fast Wednesday. I'm, not, I'm just giving you an idea. Let's fast as a church on Wednesdays. Let's have a day of the week that we fast and we pray. We can't fast too much. We can't pray too much. We can't have too much victory. Amen. We need to pray. Another reason to fast is having a time and a purpose to seek God. Let me read you one of my favorite verses. You'll know it as I begin to read it, but it's powerful. And it's a verse we need for our nation. It's a verse we need for these times. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Amen? If my people will pray. Programs aren't going to do it. Great praise and worship services aren't going to do it. Even great preaching isn't going to do it. Prayer is what moves the hand of God. Amen? <clears throat> Jehoshaphat was being attacked by the enemy. And instead of just uh, saying, whoa, Nelly, 
He said, I'm going to pray and fast. I am going to withstand this enemy through prayer and fasting. He said, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast all throughout Judah. Amen? This is time that we pray and we fast. We say, God, I, 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 need, I need some breakthrough. Let me ask again, how many in this place need some breakthrough in some kind of area of your life? Okay? I don't see very many hands not up, so that's, that's a bunch of us. There's all kinds of areas, and so are we just going to sit back and say, well, I sure need a breakthrough, or are we going to do something about it? Another thing, and this, is, this would go along with our, our work here in the church as believers, is for the undertaking of a great work of God. That we could see a mighty move of God in our church. That we could see revival. We know that Jesus was tempted. And he, and he had just come off a fast. Let me tell you something. If you decide to do this, which I hope you do, and this doesn't deter you when I say this, when you say tonight, I'm going to fast, the devil's going to stick his head up for a little bit. And he's going to try to fight you. And usually the days that I choose to fast, that specific day, there's always some kind of enemy that pops up. That day. And, I, and it's like, devil, you, you're not so smart. You know, you get wise enough to understand that he, he's going to pop his head up because he doesn't like it. But if you purpose in your heart, I'm going to do this no matter what this week, I promise you, you will see fruit. Amen? Jesus came out of that temptation, powerful and victorious because of that fast. Another one is in the Bible, is in Acts 13. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Bible says, they separated people unto themselves for the work of the Lord. And having fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. Here's another really good reason to fast. Repentance. Brokenness. That's what our country needs. That's what we need. In Jonah, in the book of Jonah, he, he called a fast. After he had stopped running, after he'd been spit out of the belly, he said, okay, I need to, I need to, I need to get serious about this. I need to do a fast. And finally, this tonight, fasting is necessary for spiritual battles. Amen. You can't expect to stand up against the enemy without, in your own power. When you pray and you fast, you are, are, are disciplining your spirit to tell the enemy that he cannot have a part in your life. Now, I want to close up tonight in Isaiah 58, if you'd go there with me, because anybody that ever asks me, what's a good chapter or verse on fasting, Isaiah 58 is the bomb. It's very clear, it's very specific, and it's very uh, good about talking about what a fast is. Remember this again, you'll only have as much authority over the devil as you have dominion over your flesh. Amen? <clears throat> so, so someone would say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast. Jesus always rebuked the, the Pharisees, not because they prayed, but how? Not because they fasted, but how? He wasn't rebuking them and saying, why are y'all praying? He said, no, you guys pray in public, but you don't pray in private. Because you want people to see you. And so we, we can't be like that. We can't be hypocrites that, that are going to pray in public and pray in church and pray when people are watching us, but we don't ever pray on our own. And it's the same with fasting. We're not going to go out through this week and tell everybody, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. Hey, did you hear me? I'm fasting. Hey, I, I'm going to fast. You know, don't talk to me. I'm going to fast. <laughs> Amen? I'm, I'm hurting. I'm weak. I'm fasting. Oh, my 
Don't do that. Don't announce it. Matter of fact, the Bible says throw some oil on your face. Amen? Look, look good. Put some chapstick on your lips. Amen? Don't leave the chapstick off all week so people say, why you look so ashy? Why you look so dry? That's because I'm fasting. I haven't eaten since this morning. <laughs> Amen? Don't touch me. I might fall over. Amen? There's an attitude behind it. We're not doing this to be seen by men. We're doing it so God will see it. And if our heart and our attitude is right, he will openly in public answer our prayers. And I'm telling you from 20 years of experience, fasting works. I've never done a fast, ever. I'm 100%. Not 99, I've never done a fast and not seen God move. That's pretty good, pretty good percentage. Never. So let's look at this real quick. Isaiah 58. Very clear chapter on fasting. Let's start in verse 1. <clears throat> Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They delight in approaching God. And listen, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? So what does that mean? Let me throw that out there real quick. You can fast and not have victory. Did you get that? So how do you stay 100%? Keep your attitude right. Amen. Yeah, that's the only way. And trust me, if you fast the right way, somewhere along the line, your spirit through the flesh, sorry, your flesh through the spirit is going to get defeated and you're going to win the battle. You might start off wrong, but somewhere along that time of fasting, your spirit's going to overtake your flesh. If you stay in it long enough. So he said, why is this not happening? Verse four. Actually, I was still in three. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, watch this. In the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it, he's asking a hypothetical question. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Watch this. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free? And watch this, that you break how many yokes? Every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth from the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. Amen? Where did I leave off? I lost it for a second. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of your finger and speaking wickedness. 
If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought, strengthen your bones, and you'll be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Amen? You know what he's saying here? He's saying it's all about your attitude. You know, if, you, if you're fasting and praying, but you're not trying to change your attitude, if you're fasting and you're praying, and you're not trying to humble yourself, if you're fasting and you're praying, and you're shaking your fist at God and, and telling him to do something, that's not what he's saying. He's saying you've got to come to him with an attitude of brokenness. You've got to come to him with an attitude of humility. And if you do a fast right, if you say, God, I'm going to purpose it in my heart to pray and fast for some specific things in my life, I have faith to believe you're going to bring me some answers. Amen? You're going to bring me some answers. That's a fact. Those from among you shall build. Let me, let me close this out. Verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually. Satisfy your soul and drought. I'll read this again. Strengthen your bones. You'll be like a water garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old race places. You know what that means? Restoration. And you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Amen? So here's what I want you to write down tonight. As we close up, I don't have any idea what time it is. I don't have my watch. I want you to write down, or, or you don't even have to write down. I want you to think of some things. You may already have something in mind that you want to pray for this week. And I want you to set in, in your mind right now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. I'm going to fast. And like I said, you can't fail if you just do it with the right heart. And you say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to join this fast. And you might, you might say tomorrow, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to skip a meal. I'm going to fast for one meal. And then you might say, okay, I was able to do that. And Tuesday, you might say, I'm going to fast all day. Then you might get to Wednesday. You might say, I'm going to try to fast uh, two days. I don't know. You just do it as you go along. But as you grab strength, then you continue to say, Lord, guide me. Let me do this with the right heart. And you know, a lot of times God will do that to me. I'll be fasting. And I had said I was going to fast a meal. And we'll get to the next one. He'll just keep going. (laughs) And I'll get to the next one. He'll go, just keep going. And then I'm like, don't say that again, Lord, please. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Three's enough. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. And I go, oh, just kidding. But I just want to tell you one more time. As the musicians come tonight, you can come forward. I wanted to tell you again. Something happens when you fast. It's really interesting. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. And I want to ask real quick how many in here have fasted. Let me see your hands. Now, as you fasted and your hands are up, did you see fruit? I'm not going to give the microphone to everybody in here and you could share your own personal experiences, but there's something real that happens when you fast. There's one thing for sure I always find, and you will agree with this, I'm sure, is a closeness to God. Always. Another thing that I love, and I, and I, and I, try to fast on Wednesdays for Wednesday night service. I get times where I get off of that, but I try to do it and try to stay on it. But I, I can feel more, more uh, uh, what's the word, more discernment. I can feel more clarity of mind. 
I can, I can hear God's voice greater and easier. And so all these things are benefits. So what happens is you begin to pray and fast. You may be praying and fasting for this. But as you're praying and fasting for this, the sensitivity to the Spirit and the openness tells you to pray for this. And as you're praying for this, God says, hey, there's something over here you need to work on. He just guides you. And you just be led by the Spirit in a way that you could never be led just praying. Because this is something that God has called us to do. And so I want to encourage you this week. Again, I'm not going to be saying, hey, what days did you do? How did you do? I'm gonna, I might remind you that we're fasting. But I want you to just, in your heart tonight as we pray, I want you to set some, some goals. And I want you to write some things down or, 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 or say some things to God. It would be good to write some things down. Maybe you've got bills that need to be paid miraculously. Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need help in your marriage. Maybe you need a physical healing. Maybe you've got a loved one who just will not get saved. Or loved ones. I mean, on and on and on. You can say, you can just say, God, I want a closerness to you. I want to be closer to you. I mean, there's so many things you can pray for. But I, I want to call this fast. And I want to, and a part of it, obviously, corporately for our church, beside all your own personal needs, I want to pray for souls. And I want to pray for the outreach coming up on Saturday that as we go do that, that we'd see fruit. That we, maybe we feel like we didn't see last time. Although we know that God's in charge of the seeds. Amen. So let's stand to our feet tonight. Let's find a place at the altar. Let's spend a little time in prayer tonight. And tonight what I want you to do for the next couple of minutes as we are at the altar is just lay out your plan for the week.